Hello, everyone, and this is Shh, Don't Tell My Mom, a production uh, by islandoftaboo.com. I'm Alexander Scatino, and I'm the host this evening. And this is Austin, and he is the owner of Locked in Lust. Austin, can you uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, the company, what it is in general, and then we'll just start from there. Yeah, sure, and thanks, Alexander. Pleasure to be on the show. Um, yeah, Locked in Lust, what we are, we specialize with a uh, male chastity device company. Um, we specifically design male chassis devices that are inescapable. And what that does is it delivers customers in this lifestyle the ultimate chastity fantasy. You know, there's tons, maybe even hundreds of devices out nowadays that um, people try out and they're easily defeated. Once you're flaccid, it's easy to pull off and it really defeats the, the fantasy of this inescapable chastity lifestyle, full surrender. And what we do is we've created a way to make the devices inescapable, thus delivering the fantasy customers credit. Whoa, intense. I, uh, I didn't know that there was such a fantasy or I didn't really uh, actualize how big of a fantasy it was until I luckily was introduced to the product and started learning a little bit about it. Um, what got you into that style like that part of the community or like that style of play well i've been into male chastity for many many years and um as soon as i could i bought a, a cb6000 that was my very first device and you know having this fantasy for several years i tried it out and was super excited to use it and was quickly deflated to find out how quickly and easily I could get out of the device. Mm -hmm. So I didn't give up there. I, uh, I, started I started purchasing some of the Chinese knockoff devices and same result each and every time. So I started looking up ways to make the device a little bit more secure. And there was all these different modifications that I had to do and it would make it more secure, but it was so uncomfortable that it was literally unbearable. And some people are into that, Good for them. I mean, to some extent, yes, it's fun, but not on a 24-7 long-term basis. So after doing all of this modification, it got to the point where I just decided, you know what, it's probably easier just to scrap the whole thing and build it from the ground up, and thus, locked and left, and the vice was born. Now, do you have a, an engineering background? Or did you create the, the uh, device itself? I created the device itself. Um, I have absolutely no engineering background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this was literally something that I was working on in the garage by hand um, until I found the, the professional help to get it 3D rendered and manufactured from there. Okay, so um, where are you getting these manufactured? I'm guessing this is like, this is a high-end item. I did see that it was over $100 to, to buy one is that is uh, am i wrong is that the price for yes, one of your devices yes that's correct uh they go for 159.95 mm -hmm. which is about the standard price for any quality male chassis device that you're going to invest in um we do get them manufactured over at china mm -hmm. uh, they go through quality inspection and we back everything up with a, a one-year warranty so i mean it is a very high quality product it's size adjustable so we include multiple rings anti pullouts, uh, which is what makes it inescapable, um, different spacers and cage sizes. So it's extremely versatile 
to fit mm. almost anybody's anatomy. Cool. So you definitely get what you pay for with these devices. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, it, it seems like a quality product and you're in, you're manufacturing and this is your full-time, you are owner and this is the, your job, right? This is a full-time thing. Yep. That's correct. I've been, uh, I've had the company for six years, uh, but I've been full-time self-employed, been doing this for three years now. Nice. Congra congratulations. Thank you. It's a wonderful step to make and, uh, haven't looked back. It's been an awesome adventure. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. I'm, I'm excited for my own adventure in that, in that aspect um, and creating something that uh, people want and that you get to have a, a product that supports a lifestyle. And it's like, uh, I feel when I have more things to play with and more toys, it's, it's like uh, increasing the games that I can play. It's like how it's the real adult toy box where exactly. you can pick and play with different devices and have that experience. Um, and it's a really fun game. It's uh, bodies are awesome and they do fun things. <laughs> I agree. And you know, the more toys you get, I mean, the, the more possibilities that exist to the point that, you know, you can almost never have the same play session twice just mm -hmm. from a sheer amount of toys. I mean, it, it, it's awesome because Sex is so much more than just, you know, than just intercourse. You can expand upon it to such a dimension that, you know, you can have so much fun in the bedroom. I mean, there's unlimited possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any um, guiding principles or guiding philosophy around sex that allows you to have uh, the freedom that you have in, in the bedroom? I mean, for me, sex is a very important concept of any relationship. And um, for me, it's, it's about having fun, having a good time. It's meant to bring people closer together in most cases. I mean, it's also about fun, too, in a lot of other cases. But, you know, that's one of the big things is it's such a, it's such a bright and illuminating aspect of life that it can be so much fun and so enjoyable. Um, and that's pretty much my biggest philosophy is just have fun with it. You know, I mean, it's such an enjoyable aspect of life. Why not enjoy it to its fullest potential? Yes, exactly. Um, and the potential, the more you dive into it and the more, uh, authenticity that I have inside the bedroom or wherever you might be playing, uh, allows me to have authenticity and, not charisma, but confidence out in the, in my life and confidence. And I am great the way I am because, you know, I experience some, some um, aspects of myself when I'm having this playtime that allows me to grow as a person. Do you experience those things? 100%. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent on that. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've noticed is when I've, fully explored my sexuality and you know what I'm passionate about in the bedroom it has definitely shined through on my day-to-day -day life as well as you mentioned you know you you build this confidence like you know who you are you feel more comfortable in your own skin and 
it's a feeling that it's hard to replicate any other way. It's just really fulfilling. Mm -hmm. It's probably the best word I can use for that. Yeah. It does feel fulfilling. It does feel like I'm, I'm purposefully having sex now. It's more, right? <laughs> it's more of a, like, what am I going to bring today? And who, and who do I get to be for my partner? And, mm -hmm. uh, and looking towards them and, and being able to receive when they're giving and give when they're ready to receive is, it works well everywhere. It works well when I'm out and I'm giving and I'm, and I'm looking for the other person, like what did they need? What could I give them that's gonna make this experience so much better and elevate it and, and really it's like give, give, give to have the, to be compelled for the other person to give back to. Uh, which came basically directly from this mindset training or like this sort of mindset work. Um, yeah, so you get to play with other people and that's the game. Um, where do your communities live? Like, are you uh, have like a local community that you go to and then have larger communities that gather in, in like larger events? or how is your community structured? Good question. Um, for my community, my biggest one is, uh, they have an annual event, um, which they're not doing this year, unfortunately, but uh, about an hour away from where we're at called FETCON, a uh, mm -hmm. fetish convention. And it's a really big event. I mean, people from all across the, the nation, even across the globe come to this event. Um, and it's just a very, exciting place to be seeing so many other like-minded fetishists uh, all under one roof fully expressing themselves and it's just it's it's a phenomenal fight and experience to behold um that's the one i primarily do um i'm on fet life as well um but i mean that's pretty much the the big thing that we're doing right now um my partner and i we're definitely looking into other uh, communities as well uh, but we're planning on doing that after we get married oh beautiful yeah you said FetLife's an hour away from you I'm in uh, Deerfield right now I'm, oh okay yeah. I'm in Lakeland. <laughs> Lakeland yeah so we're pretty close as close as you can be in Florida I guess like it's a pretty right, bad exactly. state <laughs> hey it's only like two hours away it's not that bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. no that's good but if we were in the Northeast if we were in the same state you'd be like couldn't get two neighbors. hours. Yeah, we'd be neighbors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, I've definitely heard a lot about that and was excited to go and got canceled. But I did get to have a few other events. We have. Uh, have you ever been down to Loveburn? Mm -mm. The Burning Man that we have here is pretty awesome. I really enjoy yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out then. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You can bring your own, bring toys, experience all different things uh i bought a buffer after that you know because you get a lot of buffing done at burns and i like the more like the massage tool stuff so i have like that's more of my repertoire okay is towards that kind of play where it's constant hands-on like a lot of physical touch and massaging and stuff so that's a lot of the things that i play with and that's that's always fun and yeah. i definitely have to check that out then yeah yeah they're cool it's an artist it's it's more of like the broad spectrum kind of stuff like the uh 
the more wow factor fringe culture stuff. So there is some uh, more privatized groups or like everyone has a camp. To, anyways, Burning Man, everyone sets up a camp. People show off what they want to in their camp. Uh, some people have buffers, some people have music, some people have, you know, bacon, I don't know, it's diverse. <laughs> <laughs> It's everything in all things. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever anyone wants to bring. People are really open to trying new things. So okay. it's like an open-minded art and music uh, festival that we have. It's super local, so it's nice. And it's in a good time of year. It's like February. So when well, it's beautiful in, in, uh, in, yeah, in Miami, near Miami. Um, My partner's been trying to get me to go to a music festival, so that might be the perfect... Uh, <laughs> it's def- perfect it's a middle ground. Yeah, it's, okay. not all, it's not all music festival. It's very uh, uh, participant centric. The participants okay. put on the festival. So whatever the participants okay. want. So it's personal clubs that bring spaces to share with people. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's interesting. It's very engaging, a lot of interactive art. Um, yeah, you should give me the, uh, the information after the show. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely proponent of, of the love burn. Um, so you've been in the community, you've been in the community for a while. Uh, what had you entered this community? Was there an instant that you can remember that had you thinking about, I'm a, uh, I like different things or uh, that's a very compound question. You can answer it however you will well i have been into the kink lifestyle honestly since i was a child a small child like it has been something that has been deeply ingrained in me and you know there, people say the nature versus nurture and i truly believe it's more of a nature kind of component um because i mean talking about five six seven years old i mean this is the kind of stuff that i knew i was into and i knew it was a little um mm, what's the, the word I'm looking for? Taboo, I guess. Um, I knew it was a little bit taboo compared to the norm of society, but you know, you're into what you're into. And um, it wasn't until I reached my early adulthood that I really had the freedom and ability to start exploring that side of my lifestyle. Um, so I think that pretty much answers the question, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the when did you when did you start? Do you think of any um, content that you consumed or a show that you watched or a movie that you saw that highlighted that for you? Hmm. <laughs> the only thing that the first thing that comes to mind. I know I had I was into you know kink before this, but I remember when I was I must have been like eight to ten and. I was over at my dad's house and we were all sitting around eating dinner, watching TV. And there was like on HBO, it was almost like a real sex thing at the time. And they were showing uh, this guy that went to this professional dominatrix dungeon. And, you know, he was getting tied up and beat and stuff like that. And, you know, I was just really excited to watch it. Like, I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) Whoa. So really like, uh i had more of the cartoon character fantasy stuff or you know a popular person in media some pop 
kind of stuff. And you went right for the the dungeon <laughs> HBO special. You were like, yeah, I can see my, I can see that. I, can see that. Yeah, I mean, I've watched movies movie. before where people would be like shackled um, or, you know, handcuffed and just the, the mental imagery of it happening to me has always excited me being restrained it's always been something that's excited me for literally as long as i can remember it's been genetically wired into who i am what do you get out of the what what kind of physical sensations and mental sensations do you you cultivate when you are being restrained i like surrendering control i like not being able to move and completely being at somebody else's mercy or, and just being limited in what I'm able to do. Um, I'm naturally, well, naturally I'm a very dominant person, but in the, the bedroom, I'm extreme. I, I'm the polar opposite. I'm a very submissive person in the bedroom. And, um, you know, I just like having control taken away from me. I mean, the less I'm able to do, the more I enjoy myself. Wow. That is basically not exactly the opposite of, of me and my comforts and what I desire. It being restrained for me, it, it's scary. And I, and I have been doing uh, like leadership events where you're climbing ropes, right? And people, people have your back, you know, if you fall, they're going to catch you. Right. Right. And, um, and those, that's the level that I'm at is <laughs> knowing that the people who hold that are holding the rope won't let go of the rope. If you, if you, uh, can't do what they're deciding for you to do or to jump off something. I mean, I need 10 people to trust, to trust them. And it must be so much different when you're trusting one person or a couple of people with your freedom. Uh, it, it really, it makes me feel a little tense. It's weird. It's a strange sensation that someday I'll hopefully I'll grow, go through it and past it or I will, but not right now. That's scary, scary stuff. You don't have to rush into anything. It's meant to be enjoyable. The process is meant to be enjoyable. So mm -hmm. is the destination. Yes, exactly. And that, and, and something that, uh, more people get to hear that. Uh, I definitely see a lot of maybes turning into yeses. Um, when there is a certain amount of acceptance going on around you or, or it looks like the thing to do is to get spanked. Right. So you ask, um, you ask and you might, and you might get spanking. a, uh, huh? I said, I'll never turn down a good spanking. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I wouldn't either, but some people are the maybe is that kind of, Oh, maybe is it okay? Blah, blah, blah. Like they, the people who aren't a hell yes. Especially if you're, you know, not fully new to it or you don't completely trust your partner. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And as you develop more and more experience and, travel further down that path, I feel that your confidence and comfort level increases along the way. Yes, for sure. For sure. There's definitely more things that you uh, are open to with, with uh, longer partnerships than you are right in the beginning. Uh, and that's great. That, that, that's definitely the message that should be, or yeah, that should be propagated is the, uh, the hell yes. And there's, there's always some time, there's always time. There's, you have the opportunity, it's your body and you get to develop your sensibilities with it. 
over the over the course of your life and you don't have to uh engage in everything right away and feel kind of uh shell-shocked from it so. exactly and you know i mean that's the thing is as i mentioned it's supposed to be an enjoyable process you know so if you're not comfortable with, do not with doing something then don't do it you know i mean wait until you reach that comfort level and don't feel ever feel pressured into doing something that you're not comfortable with because again i mean this is an arena where you know you're giving up more than just your body i mean you're honestly it's almost a spiritual level when you get into it like when you really learn how to play with your partner and stuff i mean it is much more than just a physical sensation and you want to make sure that if you're going to do it you want to do it right and correct and that way it's enjoyable for everybody involved yes and bringing up spiritual uh, that is a new that is a topic that I see um, inside one of my communities, which is like the yoga spiritual community into the sacred sex, and then the opening uh, and looking at sacred sex and then looking at like uh, Western sex and Western sacred sex and then Eastern sacred sex and the the link between sex and spirituality in different cultures and in different denominations of religion. Do you have any religion or spiritual guidance that you use uh to to support you um most of my motives are worldly based um you know i did grow up uh, in a religious household but i've kind of drifted from that path myself um for me though i see it more as far as my spiritual venture is you know, your spirit and your partner's spirit, it, it honestly, like the best way I could put it is when we're in perfect unison, both inside and outside of the bedroom, my soul sings and hers does too. And it's just such a, a, a remarkable thing. And honestly, diving into these deeper levels of intimacy, it helps bring the two spirits closer together yeah beautiful yeah beautiful definitely don't need a written philosophy or spiritual guide to know that the path that we're on is supporting both of those things um, you said you have a partner and and she's your support do you have uh, anyone else that you would find that you would uh, talk to or get support from currently? Yeah, I have a couple of people uh, in my support group. Um, you know, as far as, um, I mean, what, when you're asking this question, are we talking something inside the bedroom, outside the bedroom? I mean, what kind of support group are we talking about here? Uh, I, I would say support in fetish issues and things that come up about um yeah about your partner about relationships uh and and really i guess a support group are around relationships and your connection with uh sexuality and this cult and in, in culture uh kink culture bdsm culture or sex positive culture that you yeah have. Um, I do have uh, a couple of people in my support group for that, um, you know, to 
open it, uh, you know, me and my partner, we're very open with each other and excellent at communicating. So we're usually really good when it comes to that. But, um, you know, I do have a few people that I have met through the different um, fetish parties and groups that I've been to um, over the years who I've connected with. And we, we look up each other, you know, I mean, I can talk to them about anything and everything. Um, they know almost as much as my partner knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, when you find the right person, because there's absolutely no judgment. And that is the biggest thing to find a strong support is, you know, you can come to them with literally anything and they've got your back no matter what. And that's a very important thing to have when it comes to your support circle. Yeah, exactly. Those people, those friends that uh, I would say love you, because in my definition of love is unconditional acceptance. And they have full acceptance of who you are and the discovery of your authentic self. I'm so happy for you that you have that. And I hope that the people watching and will be watching this show uh, find that support and create those connections. They're very important, especially now where connections are being severed and those physical connections that we would have, like the fetish con, that might be someone's event for the year. And I know when I go to some of these um, gatherings or festivals that the place in which they get to be authentic is there. They. Mm-hmm express their authentic self there and only there and that the world the world becomes the world where i can be who i want to be and then the rest of the world my real life going back to real life is something that i hear quite a bit and um and i hope that we as a community can create that sense of authenticity so it can be cultivated in the real world and over the internet or over the phone and talking with friends right now is very important um, because people's identity can be wrapped up in these events and now they are suffering from not being able to express themselves. Do you have any thoughts about COVID and our uh, kind of isolation mode right now? Um, for me, isolation mode was, um, a very fun playground for me. Um, (laughs) me and my partner, we got to have a a lot of fun doing that. Um, but you know, I mean, the most important thing, uh, on a real note is, you know, I I see a lot of people don't take it seriously enough. Um, the most important thing is you do want to isolate yourself and when you do go out, you know, wear the proper equipment because this thing is spreading and it's, you know, affecting a lot of lives, a lot of loved ones. Um, you know, when you are home, um, you know, if whatever you are into, you know, it's a great opportunity to explore that side of yourself, uh, in a very deep, deep spiritual way. Um, it's something that me and my partner did and, you know, we, it, it made the, the whole quarantine of not being able to go out for two months Mm -hmm. for us. Um, some of the best, one of the best two months of my entire life. I mean, we had so much fun. 
Um, and, you know, it, it, it's honestly an opportunity to be able to do something like that. Great. I'm, I'm glad you had such a positive experience with it. And I hope there are more people like you out there that are having this uh, great positive experience um, with being able to be home and spending time on what you want to do on, and, and hopefully using that time constructively to create something for themselves and to like raise in their own personal development. Um, so those were really all the topics that I had to bring up. And I think that it was a super valuable information that you've given and some insight into who you are and what you hold dear. And, and as an artist, as a creator, as someone, an inventor, um, I hope that people will get a side of you that, that gets obscured by the name of your product, but it, or, or isn't well-rounded to have a more of a, an experience with you as the creator. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Do you have anything else that you'd like to uh, talk about before we wrap up today? The only other thing I wanted to add um, was when we were talking about uh, the support group and, you know, uh, channeling your, your inner self, um, you know, a couple of things, especially for those who have these, um, you know, inner kinks that they, it's busting from the seams. They want to come out, but they're afraid to. I would strongly recommend uh, going to some of the, the fetish events like FetCon and other events like that, where you see other people express their true selves and their true identities. Um, you see a side of people that nobody else in the world gets to see, not their friends, not their families. You see the most genuine, true side of a person, and everybody there is the nicest people you will ever meet. And that's across this entire industry. It's been phenomenal. The people in this lifestyle are just the most wonderful people ever. Um, and for building, you can definitely build a support group going to those groups. Um, it's almost hard not to make friends while you're there. But, you know, if you don't have events, especially right now with, uh, you know, COVID going on, that these events aren't going on and they probably won't go on for the rest of this year unfortunately um you know online communities there's tons and tons of support out there uh you can go on fetlife you know twitter um twitter's a big one for a lot of like-minded people to reach out and you know just discuss the you know what you're into and and back and forth um and it's kind of a little bit i don't want to say you feel a little bit safer because you're not exposed like you would be if you go to like FetCon or some of these other events. You have that computer screen where you can kind of start to break out of your comfort zone. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely tons of uh, support out there. You know, you just have to kind of look for it a little bit. And again, if you have the opportunity to go to some of these fetish events, I would strongly recommend it. Um, you don't necessarily have to go uh, balls to the wall the first time you go there go regular clothes and just see what it's all about there's tons of people like there out there doing that um, you know just dip your toe in the water and you know I'm sure you wouldn't be disappointed if you did yes the great closing remarks dip your toe in the water and and you'll be surprised 
but you won't be, uh, yeah, you won't, I hope you don't get overwhelmed. Try, taste, experience. Um, yeah, just go with an open mind. Go with an open mind. Do you have uh, an Instagram, Twitter handle that you like to shout out at the end of the show? Uh, yeah, at Locked and Lust for all of them. <laughs> and I am at Island of Taboo for everything, islandoftaboo.com. Thank you so much. Thank you again. And I hope you guys out there have a wonderful day. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you. Shh. Don't tell my mom. Thank you.